think some of these athletes are so stupid. <laughs> don't be a mush. He says when I go, they lose. Do whatever you want, man. I don't care. I'm an innovator. Throwing out lines today, left or right. So get ready. You're listening to the New Jersey Guys podcast. Talking all things sports. By the fans. For the fans. And now your starting lineup. Chris Swenderman and Dan Tantillo. Hey everybody, how you doing? Welcome to another episode of the New Jersey Guys podcast. I'm Chris Swenderman. Across the board from me is my main man, Dan Tantillo. How you doing today, buddy? I am great. Happy to be doing another one of these. Um, lots going on in the, in the sports world. A lot has happened in the sports yeah. world since we uh, last spoke our last episode. Uh, none being bigger in this area anyway than uh, the Eli Manning. I don't want to call it a scandal. No, it's it's tough to call it that because there's so much that we still don't know. Basically, what we do know is that there was apparently with this memorabilia case, he there was he was accused of, I guess, selling game used memorabilia that wasn't game used or claiming that it was when it wasn't. Um, apparently, according to legal representatives for Eli, uh, there was relevant evidence that was omitted from the emails to make it seem like the quarterback was involved in a memorabilia scheme. Uh, the claim was part of a brief filed Wednesday in Bergen County that alleged that Manning's emails were mischaracterized for the purpose of disparaging him. Um, I think that it's, we're, we're in a weird world when it comes to sports. I do, do you, let's, let's just get this question on the table first. Do you think that Eli Manning deserves the benefit of the doubt? He's claiming his innocence. I say yes. And I say yes because he's never had a track record of anything but a stellar, um, you know, NFL player, uh, citizen, you know, whatever you want to call it, off the field, no off the field issues. He's, uh, you know, so what would lead us to believe that he's, you know, skimming for a couple extra bucks by selling, you know, practice gear? Yeah, as I, game I used memorabilia. I don't think that there's any need for a player of that stature to lie about this or to even go about right and i think that we've been in a society recently where the innocent until proven guilty mentality has kind of gone away i feel like whenever you hear about a story it's guilty until proven innocent i think i agree with you and i think it's magnified by 10 when it's an athlete yes definitely agree i think because of a chosen few that have um, you know done some horrible things, and we will get into that a little bit later in the podcast. Um, I think the good players or the ones that you know may have gotten caught up in something that their name gets involved, but they're not really the main component of what's going on. And I think that may be the case with Eli. I mean, we're, we have to wait and see. But I think there are players out there who be, become victims, and all of a sudden their names get thrown around in these court cases and all of a sudden they look like you know public enemy number one and i don't think it's necessarily fair yeah i think that again kind of what i was saying before that just we need to know more of the story in any circumstance if there's an accusation you we have to understand that it's just an accusation and there's nothing that we can really give our opinion on until we know more of the facts um and with legal cases, unfortunately, they can't release a lot of it because it's right. litigation. I mean, like, you know, uh, Eli's representatives apparently last week say there was relevant evidence 
that was omitted from emails to make it seem like the quarterback was involved in a memorabilia scheme. Again, it's a lot of it's he said, she said. You know, nobody really knows because they can't just freely you know give it out. So now now you have to just wait and see what details come out and and how you know the the case goes. So we're we're gonna wonder, but you know, people love to see you know a big name like Eli. I mean. In this market alone, in the New York market, it's, I mean, they love a good controversy like that. Yeah, and of course. I mean, quarterback of the New York Giants, and, and oh, by the way, his name is Manning. So, I mean, you're, you know, that's a bullseye right there for, for media. And I think, I think they jump to conclusions too quickly in this, in this day and age. But, you know, I don't know. It's you, You're going to just have to wait and see. Now, pardon my ignorance, perhaps, or maybe I'm just naive and I don't know much about the memorabilia business, but does something that is considered game used, so say you have an autographed helmet that's game used by Eli Manning. Right. Is that really that much more valuable to a collector than just an autograph on a helmet? Oh, yeah. And if so, like, but what's the, what really is the main thing like the, what, the what draws it, you into that more he's got a sweaty helmet on well the fact that it's been game used by that player i mean i guess there are there are collectors who that's the thing nowadays like game used merchandise um that seems to be the big thing where you know 15 years ago 20 years ago it was just getting their autograph on a helmet or a, or any piece of a you know a, a jersey now it, it's got to be quote unquote game used to to really spike in in price so and maybe it's just me as well but i feel like i would much rather meet an individual or take a picture with an individual than get an autograph and if i were to get an autograph i'd be getting it for myself and not something that has value i don't know do you actually go out and do you buy signed memorabilia i, I do i have a couple of cool pieces of stuff uh, i actually have a helmet signed by troy aikman it's oh, not pretty his sweet. helmet right but it's a helmet yeah and um uh my son's got a jersey uh autographed by boomer sison um i have the i have a poster autographed by the united states uh 1980 olympic hockey team that's pretty sweet. Yeah. And it's actually the the movie poster for Miracle, the movie about the team. Right. But it's the original oh, team members that's that signed really it. Cool. Okay, yeah. you know, and I get that. I just think like you you said Boomer Esiason. I have an autographed jersey of Boomer Esiason, but I got that autograph while I was in Florida and we were at the NFL flag tournament as a kid. Oh, very and cool. he signed it himself. Now that's right. something like I have a picture with with Boomer and the signed jersey. To me, that's much more valuable than if I were to have a game-used jersey. But True. maybe that, that just depends on personality. I Again, I would rather meet the individual, maybe take a picture, but I think the personal experience and the story that you tell, right. I think that's so much more valuable than memorabilia. Yeah, I, it's funny because one of the... One of the things that I want in in my basement, we're actually reworking my house, and, and uh, one of the things I want in my basement... Of, all the memorabilia, believe it or not, is a picture I have. I have to show it to you one day. You'll crack up. Is a picture with um, now NFL Hall of Famer Charles Haley, mm. formerly of the Cowboys and the Niners. It's I look so small next to him, and he's <laughs> like literally like so, like just wrapped his arms around me like a bear hug. I mean, but 
I mean, I'm engulfed in him. Yeah. It's ridiculous how big that man is. And it's the most ridiculous picture. But he wanted, like he was just having fun and we were laughing. Like you could see I'm half scared and half laughing. Yeah. And I wasn't <laughs> sure which way it was gonna go. But it's it's a great picture. And that I, I could see where like sometimes memories like that are worth more than the memorabilia of see, having some of them I sign like, something. That was a very, very nice sentence. Memories greater than the memorabilia. Yep. That stuck with that's gonna stick with me. See, I like that. I, I'm an innovator. That's what I am. I'm an innovator. Look at that. I'm just, just I'm throwing out lines today, left and right. So get ready. So all right. So we're gonna go talk from memorabilia. We're gonna talk about and we alluded to this a little bit earlier. That, you know, there are some more serious things going on this week in the sports world. I don't think none bigger right now than Aaron Hernandez. Yeah. In that case. Uh tragic, you know. In uh, some senses, that he took his own life. I don't necessarily. I've had some. I've I've gotten some uh, crap online uh, because I've. Yeah, I've you, given you my, mentioned something yeah. um, on the air. You're the, again a I did. producer of the, the Bill Spadia show, yeah. and I wanted to definitely get your perspective on this first because this is something that actually touches home. I did because, to you. and I was I was really angry about it when I first heard it because. Um, and I had we had a couple callers on the air, you know, uh, kind of lash out at me because I called Aaron Hernandez a coward, and I stand by that. I don't. I'm not going back on it whatsoever. Here's a guy who had a life sentence ahead of him, and within what two years he was in 2013. He got arrested, right? So we're talking yes. within a matter of four years, and starting a life sentence killed himself. He took the easy way out. That's a coward to me. Yeah. I agree I'm with not, that. I am not saying suicide is, which many people mistook for me saying suicide is the coward's way out. I know that for a fact that suicide is a tough thing to deal with. I, I mean, su- you know, mental depression is a tough thing to deal with and not everybody can handle it. And, the, and there are things that people succumb to. I've had a family member that committed suicide. Yeah. But you know what? So I could see it from both ends of the spectrum. And I'm I'm just saying in Aaron Hernandez's case, total hundred percent coward for doing what he did. I, and you know what? You'll never know the reasons. No. But does it make it any better? It no. doesn't. And I I do think that this was a person. And let me let me get this out on the table right away. I think that the way that the major news and sports networks handled this coverage was blasphemy, atrocity. Um. I mean, there's. I think that this is something that if you're going to cover the story, because he's, I, I see this guy as just a, a scum as, he's a you know, thug. the bottom of the barrel of human beings. And I think he kind of does, I don't want to say, yeah, he, he, he does, he deserves to be dead. But again, like you, you said, he, he did take, he did take the, the easy way out. And well, I do think that the way that they, uh, they covered it and the fact that it was all over the place and they were kind of highlighting his ups, I don't think somebody, who has committed such heinous crimes deserves any kind of praise whatsoever. I don't think that showcasing the talent that he has is even worth. I don't think that his it's worth being discussed whatsoever. No, here was here was the thing I was trying to figure out when when this first um, when the news first broke that first day. I don't know who has more disgusted with the media for almost making him a sympathetic figure like. A father, a husband. A, he was a no, killer, a murderer, and then, and then uh, right, they, they forgot that part. And and then all of a sudden, social media blows up. I mean, you and I are on Twitter all the time, and you know, I'm looking at Twitter. 
Oh, rest in peace, Aaron Hernandez. Are you freaking kidding? This guy's a killer. Why rest in peace? He killed himself. Yeah. Who who cares about him at this point? I, I don't think that he deserves any kind of rec- recognition whatsoever. I do think that he was kind of being portrayed as a victim when that should never be the case for somebody who has done the things that he did. And it's clear that he did these things now. Well, everybody all of a sudden becomes a psychologist after the fact. And right. they want to, they you know... Uh, you know, they want to argue. Oh well, he was he was fighting demons inside him. He was a thug before he got to New England. He was it was a thug till the very final day till they locked him up, and he took the thugs way out and killed himself. So he wouldn't have to live a life. The only people that got a break in this entire thing is the taxpayers of um, was he was he in Connecticut or Massachusetts? I believe he was in Massachusetts. Right. The funeral is being held today in, in Connecticut. Is- the 24th in Connecticut. All right. The, the only people that got a break out of this entire thing are the people in Massachusetts because they don't have the taxpayers don't have to pay for him to live a life sentence in jail. Yeah. I, other than that, there is not one redeeming thing about this story that or anything about this guy. I don't think all. that. Yeah. I don't think that people like this should. It's a tough situation because I think that they deserve to suffer more than they deserve to die. I think that this person should have been, yeah, I think that that somebody like this should be just tortured. And maybe that's something that you don't wish upon somebody, but somebody that is, you know, has the mentality and is able to just go out and murder somebody, that person doesn't deserve to feel any kind of happiness or sympathy, nothing. Do you think the victim's family got any peace from knowing that he's not serving hardly anything of his jail term and they took his ease away? No. No. And this is why, again, anybody who said, rest in peace, Aaron Hernandez, you should really see, you you should get some examination for yourself and really question what you're doing with your life because, I mean, how could you get behind a guy like this? Yeah. Now, does this bring up a bigger issue with the NFL? Absolutely. And the reason I say this is because I've been, I've been since I did um, graduate work and I got my uh, master's and partly in uh, sports management. Mm. And one, and um, I know I sound all like, (laughs) I sound all professional. All edumacated and everything. Edumacated and everything. (laughs) Um, I did my thesis on whether it starts in college or whether it starts in the NFL. Where do athletes need the most help? Where? You know, by the time they get to the pros, you're throwing $20 million at them coming out of college. You haven't even stepped on the field yet. Are are you going to listen to me telling you, uh, you know, well, you should really think about your life choices because that's going to affect you. I just handed you a $20 million check. You know what? Your mind's already made up of what you're doing. Yeah. And I do think that it's tough because it's tough to side with with the athlete because the NFL does provide a lot and a lot of services and they just take advantage of it. You know, if you if you're out drinking anywhere, if you're an NFL player and you are out drinking, there is a phone number that you can call. Every team has one. Yep. And all you have to do is call the number and they will pick you up no questions asked. So do, I d- you, do you know how much I would kill for a number like that? Seriously. I call a number like that and nobody's awake. <laughs> like, hey, you will help. Uh, no, not so much. <laughs> now you're Ubering home. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I think that the NFL is doing what they can to provide some of these services, and they're just being taken advantage of. I do think that what the NFL, and I do criti- criticize the NFL a lot, I do think that's something that needs to be set in stone, is having the same punishments being carried out 
the, the, the just the range of which they have for, yeah. for punishing these players. Well, like some person that gets, say, you get a DUI, and one player gets suspended one game and fined twenty thousand dollars, and then the next person that does it, it's a whole, totally different thing. So it is a bit of a tricky. Well, even I don't understand their whole policy in general because now you know the NFL draft is this week, and we were talking about it a little bit last week. But this this week uh, we just had breaking news a little while ago. Uh, Michigan's uh, Jabril Peppers mm-hmm. has uh, been not- NFL teams have been notified that he uh, tested positive for for some form of substance abuse. Yeah, they don't release what it is. Okay, because it's the first time. Now they go into the NFL "quote unquote" treatment program. Yeah, right. So, but do we know what that is? Exactly. And what does that protect? So now, if he gets caught again, then he gets automatic suspension. Okay, but, I can kind of agree with that. But I think some of these athletes are so stupid because all you have to do is just not do drugs for ten years. Exactly. Then you will have enough money and be able to do whatever the hell you want to do. If you want to smoke pot, you want to do whatever you want, you can because Retire. you're rich and you can do it and just don't do it while you're playing. Retire what? and be like Ricky Williams. Go smoke weed all the time. Do whatever Who you cares? want, man. I don't care. Go ahead. But just smoke don't smoke it up. But just I mean <laughs> By God, you're making all this money. Why are you throwing it away? Because you want to just smoke a doobie like with your yeah. with your boys one night. I mean, what is wrong with these I do guys? Think, I, I do don't think it. I do think that that's something that needs to be maybe looked into a little bit more. I guess just using a great. I, I will say a a great scene, and I think I wish it was real life. But there's a great scene. Do you watch Ballers? I do not. I heard that that's great. I, okay, it's absolutely I love, um I love the what's his name, the ball guy, Rob. Oh, uh, yeah, Rob Covid or Rob. Uh, I know the comedian. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But anyway, there's a scene um, in last season where The Rock is really like he's his back, his body is shot from you know all the years of playing. He's not being honest with himself. He's taking painkillers after painkillers. He's he's um, you know he's lost. Uh, most of his money uh, is not helping his clients and essentially winds up after a drunken, drug-filled binge one night, ripped suit, walks into the NFL symposium for rookies, mm-hmm. walks on stage and says, don't let what happened to me happen to you and gives this whole speech, this eloquent speech. I got to find a video for you and make you watch it. Cool. It is absolutely something I wish was totally real and the NFL players could coming into the league could understand because you just see so many of them go wrong yeah and they have worlds of talent and they're just throwing it away for nothing for yeah. for nothing what to be a thug or to be real with with your boys what is that getting you in the long run yeah again just suck it up for 10 years and then you'll be able to do literally whatever the hell you want go to, to an do. island whatever you whatever, want to do whatever whatever you want to do do it then, yeah. but not now. Don't don't let down the fans and your organization. Exactly. Um, and speaking of fans, yeah, let's lighten things up a little bit. We're, we're gonna light. We our our tough talk is over for the day. I think we want to lighten <laughs> yeah. this up a little bit. We 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 need to lighten the mood. Now this is this is one of your buddies, and yes. this kind of goes actually, into um, just fan behavior. Yeah, our, our we always have something about fans. We have to because we are fans. That's right. We are you and I. We are fans, so we talk about fans, and you know our behavior is not always normal let's say 
So I I was just kind of trolling around Facebook last week, and I am a diehard hockey fan. I know not everybody likes to talk about hockey. I love hockey. I live it. I breathe it. And I am a diehard, unapologetic Ranger fan. I live in I bleed blue. That's that's me. Yeah. And um, the Rangers were in the playoffs last week. Thankfully, they have beaten Ottawa. Um, they have beaten Montreal. They are on their uh, onto round two against Ottawa. But apparently, I have a really good buddy of mine, uh, my buddy Matt Doyle, who um, is uh, also a Ranger fan. We grew up together. We played hockey together. Uh, we played like you know hockey on feet together. I mean, we we did it all together. Went to a million Ranger games together. And I just happened to be scrolling through Facebook last week, and I just this post just caught me like caught my eye. It said. I apologize to the New York Rangers. I had good luck Chipotle, quote unquote, for game one, but didn't respect the streak for games two and three. We'll get the win tonight. Got a half a chicken, half barbacoa burrito for lunch. Oh, okay. So this guy, whenever he eats Chipotle, it's good luck for the Rangers. That's what he thinks. That's what he thinks. He's got to have Chipotle. Chipotle is the good luck sign for for the Rangers. And apparently, I'm not even kidding you, he gave updates to every game after that, and they did not lose the rest of the series. Wow. Now, I wonder when you realize that this is actually something that's happening. Like, I I don't think that I'm too superstitious. I will notice little trends. Like, for example, um, last year with the Cowboys, I did notice that whenever I was wearing a Cowboys jersey during watching the game, they would lose. Really? And then when I didn't, they would win. Now, I wonder when your buddy noticed that, okay, Chipotle is... Well, apparently, game the either is game two and three, I guess that yeah. he realized it because um, he went back by game four and and they started winning again. So there you go. I, he kind of deviated a little bit because uh, um, one post he put up, he said, "You're welcome, Ranger fans." Even though I didn't get Chipotle today, I had an empanada at the Little League snack stand. Hashtag close enough. <laughs> three two series lead. <laughs> That's I mean, awesome. he, I mean, listen, he's a funny guy, so I got to give him credit. <laughs> yeah, you can't but, make I this mean, up. You, know, you can't make it up. But what fans will go through to root for their team, and it, and if they do something out of order, you literally have it on your shoulders. I, I just feel like, although we do it, like what's wrong with us at the same time? Yeah, why do we for think that, that? Yeah, exactly. And like, I have this thing that's weird where I feel like. Um, when you're like, if you're at a game, right? So say you decide not to go to a game like, oh, I was going to go to this baseball game and now I'm not going anymore. For whatever reason in my head, I have a feeling that me being there would have changed what actually happened. So I yeah. was in between going to two Mets games. One game I went to where they won, but they didn't play too well. They had two hits. The next game, which I didn't go to, that's when Cespedes hit three home runs and they had four hits and they had like this huge game against... The Phillies. And in my head, I'm like, okay, I should have went to that game. But if I were to have gone, it wouldn't have resulted this way. Yeah, that's it's a weird it yeah. might be a weird thought. Well, see, I have the reverse. I'll go to I'll go to Ranger games like uh, my buddy Anthony gave me tickets um, over. I guess it was January, February. Um, he was going away. Couldn't use the tickets. Mm-hmm. And when he gave them to me. He literally wrote in the, in, he mailed them to me and he put a piece of paper over them. And when I opened up the letter, it said, it said, enjoy the game. Don't be a mush. He says, when I go, they lose. <laughs> so, and true to form, they lost. They lost that game. They got, they got crushed by Washington. Did it happen game. to be, I'm going to introduce an inside joke here. 
Okay. Did it happen to be on a Wednesday? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was on a Monday. That's not a thing. No, it's not a thing. Okay, never mind. <laughs> All right. So um, anyway, no, it was on. A, it was. It was. Um, it was a game against Washington later in the season. It was uh, near the trade deadline, or and uh, they just got annihilated that game. And I was like, I, and I, I looked up at, at at the ceiling of MSG while I was there, and I went. I'm never going to hear the end of this. I'm never, ever, 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 ever going to hear the end of this. And sure enough, when he got back, he's like, you mushed him, didn't you? You yeah. mushed him. Yeah, I mushed him. That's so, so funny. I'll stay home next time. I don't Um, I think another thing that I do, and I'm not, again, like I don't have any superstitions. Like I don't wear a certain shirt. I don't, you know, have like a certain thing that I keep in my pocket or something during a game. But I usually do not predict anything. Right. Me predicting things always seems to backfire. And oh, I, I won't. I, like, no. if I, like, for example, yesterday being, this was uh, Sunday, the 23rd of April, um, I said that Daniel Murphy was going, I was like, oh, he's, he's going to hit a grand slam here. Bam. Oops. Right over. It only works when it's not in your favor, doesn't right. it? It always right. works against you. Right. That's how it always seems to be. So I try not to be too superstitious, but I do understand that. Yeah, I think I did that. I think I had that funny feeling with, and I said something along those lines when Green Bay beat Dallas in the last seconds. Yeah. I was like, I was like, watch. I was like, Rogers is going to pull off something right here. And sure enough, hey, yeah. Jared yeah. Cook. Just uh, You have the gut feeling and you have it in your head. Right. Just keep it in your head and don't say don't, it out loud. Yeah. That's that's my, my thing too. Um, Zip your lips, as I like to say. <laughs> Zip. Um, that's pretty much going to wrap it up. Yep. I do want to real quickly... Um, Talk You're going to be at the NFL draft this weekend, aren't yeah, you, Yeah, I, I wasn't too excited last week if you heard that episode of the podcast, just because I think the NFL draft is getting way too uh, blown well, up into coverage. Well, the, the thing is, we're getting beaten down with coverage before the draft even gets here. We're getting burnt out on coverage you know, before the draft but even gets here. But have you, you ever, are going. Yeah, have you ever been to a draft before? I have. I actually have. Uh, I went the year Geno Smith... Got drafted by the Jets. Oh, cool. I was there for Radio City for rounds two and three. Yeah. Uh, Junior say I went to the Chargers. Uh, what? And we were down like right near the front. And man, the environment. I'd say that's one of the things of sports events you should do. Take in an NFL draft. A lot of fun. Yeah. And there's a lot going on. Uh, this is the first fully outdoor NFL draft. And um, what you can do still to this day, even though the draft is this Thursday, you can get the fan mobile pass app from the NFL, and they've got lots of stuff going down by the Art Museum in Philadelphia, including a 100-yard zip line, which sounds pretty sweet. You could do different kinds of games, virtual reality experiences. There's playoff autograph sessions that are going on. So all you got to do, if you go to nfl.com slash draft experience, why not go? I mean, I'm pretty excited just because I want to experience everything and, and be in that environment. Not necessarily as much as as the draft itself, because I think we're going to go on Saturday, so that's a little bit in the later yeah. rounds. But just being in that environment sounds really cool, and there's a lot going on in Philadelphia this weekend. So if you want to just even stop by the draft for a little bit, you can find yourself doing a lot of stuff in Philly. So definitely something that's worth checking out. Very cool. Well, you're going to have to report I back to next week's episode. Yes, absolutely. So again, that'll wrap things up here for the New Jersey Guys podcast. You can... Listen to it on nj1015.com, and you can also subscribe to it on iTunes and Google Play. I'm Chris Wunderman. And I'm Dan Tantillo. Thanks so much for listening. Wow. Well-